You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. never gonna get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello and a welcome to another exciting edition of Well Well Villanelle. What's up? Uh, tonight was um, packed with a lot of different things. It was packed. We not only got, of course, Are You From Pena, the episode, but we got a, a taste of, um, we got a taste of this other, like, paired event that they had going down, like an after party. Oh, you talking about Chilling Eve? If you will. <laughs> yeah, it was called Chilling Eve. And I don't know if this is going to be like a long-standing thing, um, um, but I feel like... It shan't. It shan't. It was, I mean, it just depends. I feel like um, anyone who got to hang out and got in the code was able to get into the room uh, to participate in the events uh, after the show. Whoever didn't have their uh, the camera hidden, those that came just in press, they got to see Paper Magazine um, kind of do like this little reaction, but not really reaction because they didn't speak much yeah, that on was, that wasn't, the episode. That was they just spoke on the And they were a bit confused about what happened general. in episodes and quotes. And I was like, wait, how? Like, I didn't know <laughs> if they were basing their info on the books or on the episodes they were probably sent as like... I, I didn't know why people kept talking about Nico and his pillow talk. I that, was trying to figure out where the fuck I was. That was, was interesting. I, because... I, in Candace's reality, she tries to avoid conversations like that. And suddenly, suddenly, I was lost. As you saw, any of you guys who were on the live with us, you saw my reaction to it. And you know what? I fully admit that I can be a bit of a party snob. I know this to be true. Terrence knows this to be true. But it's because I have been to some excellent parties. You know, the type of parties that are now illegal illegal in all the places because people found out what people were doing in there and you could no longer do it. And so I just have standards and like we were joking on the live that at first when they were like, oh, "Oh, come back over here to get this code. And I was like, Terrence, I don't do lines. Right, right. That's not what I do. (laughs) Either I'm on the list or I'm leaving. Like I don't, I'm not going to wait. And then when we got in there, there, there it was well it was a black it. it was like a dark screen lights off and there was like crackly Nicki Minaj in the background. I was like, "Oh, is this the DJ?" Okay. And I was like, "Girl, get your check." But I just I was just really confused at why they advertised it as a DJ and these hosts when someone playing like three songs prior to transitioning to the host. I don't know. I don't know. If that's a DJ set, right. I don't and know. Then, unless you're going to have the DJ like Stay after the fact. Or- okay, actually, actually, you make sense for them to play while the people are talking, but Zoom has issues, so that might have been weird with the audio cutting in and out. But actually, I was going to say, too, after the fact. Like, right. hey, guys, we finished our, our recap, and now we're doing this Killing Eve-inspired playlist quarantine dance party. But then, I mean, that's that's. I mean, it you got to be in the scene. You got to be in the scene. Let's that be too. honest. Let's be honest. And not everyone knows what it is to dance for forty-eight hours straight. Some of us do. There was a comment section. There were no not comments. Everyone likes to dance. In the oh wow, section. yeah, there were no comments in the comment section. I didn't want to be the first. 
but I didn't understand what was going on. And so nobody, and commented. so nobody was the first. Like you didn't want to be the first, and so nobody and was the first. It was like <laughs> they had a tap to speak button, but it didn't do anything because I guess depending on how you moderate the room, you can you can turn off everybody else's right. things and then selectively turn them on. And so I think we saw at some point there was maybe like six hundred fifty in a room, but I I said this is the worst party I've ever been to with six hundred motherfuckers. Where is the excitement? Right. I was and so, looking I mean, through no shade all of the faces to, to Killing see. Eve, but also just a minor suggestion. If you guys going to be out here throwing events like, um, well, we exist, yours truly. Yeah. We would love to host some shit, but also hint, just hint, in nudge, general, nudge. just in general, if you guys could get a, it doesn't even have to be a super fan, just someone who remembers what happened. Right, right. In the I seasons. Mean, that would... So that they're not confused by lines like, will you give me everything I want? Because that I shouldn't confuse a single person. Who said that? Who did Someone's... say that? Was it Nico? I... Was it Nico when he was talking to Dom about going to bridge? Was and it... Dom was like, but will you give me everything I want I when was... I win the bridge game? I thought it was Elena bartering over a breakfast bagel or something. I was trying to figure it out. I was... Me too. I was, I was so lost. lost. I was so lost. And so, guys, we're being a bit shady, but that's because, honestly, like, if it wasn't for y'all and the fandom and the love of Killing Eve, we would have dipped in the first a five minutes. time ago. The first five minutes. We were like, we are out of here. But we stayed for y'all, and it was purposeless. We did go through the little boxes to see how many people we could see were cosplaying. And what was kind of disappointing is that they basically brought up three people, including Barry. Right. But then, like, that was it. And the third person in the clown makeup, they were like, you win. And I was like, this isn't fair. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, I just, I mean, we've gone to a lot of con stuff. We have a lot of friends that cosplay and do all that shit. And it's just, I... I'm like, but what about that person with the pig mask? Don't they get a chance to just come on the stage right. virtually and do their thing? And I thought we were going to have something like that, like a little bit of pageantry, a little bit of showmanship. But, but yeah. that didn't happen. That yeah. didn't happen. We don't even know what the gift was. We don't even know what the prize was. If it was one of those cereal boxes, I'm going to be mad. They was like, wait, we'll just message you and let you Maybe know. Maybe it's a tote. <laughs> and then somebody, one of the squares, had those um, custom-made pajamas on. And I was like, hmm. Oh, right. Did someone you go did out have. And get that fabric? Well, there was a, a store in the UK that someone had found that had the actual fabric. Like, I don't know if they were the original creator or licensee oh, got it, of the style, but it was there in the UK. So you could have bought it and sewn your own stuff or have someone do it for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, guys, um, I don't even know if we promoted the Chilling Eve thing. I don't know if we knew about it in time for the snack to promote it. It was it was an experience. It was an um, experience. It was. Well, not uh, at first. My initial they idea. said they recorded it, and I just feel like if anyone watches it, they'll see our squares. <laughs> like what did Saudia say? She was like, "Y'all got the shadiest squares," <laughs> but it's just because we kept reacting organically in real time right. to them asking a question, and then people being like, "Wait." So who said? But do you it still wasn't think about only it? us. We saw people in the square right. too. They we were did getting see up. other people in the square. Walking all walking off the square, and it was when that one dude was like, "When are they going to bring more sexy men to Killing Eve?" I saw a couple reactions in the boxes of different people who were like, "Wait, what? What did I join? What live is this? Like, what is what going spin-off on?" Spinoff? Are you guys trying to create here? Like, I'm just, and it's after the Villanelle episode. That would have worked after um, we killed Kenny. I don't know, still got after it, we killed or... Kenny, and we're like, we just killed Kenny. He was adorable. How do we get another adorable dude? But that's not where they were. This was an episode all about Villanelle and her backstory. And somehow the theme wasn't really about that. It was just sort of abstract and strange. And then, unfortunately, it felt like they the show, it just not, no super fans. 
just because some things should not be confused. I don't think about killing Eve, but we just want to say that, hey, if y'all want us to throw some stuff, we could do it. We could do it. But also we decided we are going to do it. Right. So we're going to do it. We'd love to do it with not only your blessing, but your uh, money. No money. <laughs> well, not really money, hey, but money. Man. Why not? I mean, because it's just going to go just... forward to like all the fans of the people because we'll just get materials and things and. Give them all stuff because we'll have way okay, more but winners. We give than- the fans more swag than Killing Eve does and the BBC. Like that's they they give their swag to influencers who don't even seem to tweet or talk about the show. I will it's never understand that move. game plan. I don't understand it. I don't know it. I don't know why, but that's the thing. I mean, it's interesting for us here in the states. It's it's just we're trying to personally make sense of how that is a move that is effective. I mean, and it might be for whatever metrics you are looking at we suppose um we just feel that um if but you is had it, someone is it even a decent metric when you look at the kind of engagement that killing you can get online and then you look at some of the the lives and things that have been going on as many people have found ways to create communal fun experiences in quarantine that Ultimately, for a show with the reach of Killing Eve, for us to see a room of 600, that's not a lot of people. Especially if you were to do that comparatively to like Instagram Live and people like D-Nice and other people who go live or Erica versus Jill that just went down. Tens of thousands of people in there. And so I just don't know. Like I just, I, I guess the question one could ask is what's the point? Like what, why? Is this to just for Killing Eve fans to revel? And then I would be like, maybe switch up the style. If it's to get new people, even still switch up the style. And if it's to promote the episode, switch up the style. I just, right. I just, 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 just switch, switch it, it up. up. Just switch it up. That's all. But yeah, guys, so we're going to be planning. We're definitely going to have a Zoom party whenever the season finale airs. That day we're going to do it. We know that Zoom has limitations. So... Well, we'll figure out the best way to get, you know. Well, as far as I'm aware, you can only go up to 100 unless Ooh. you go to a pro account. But then you have to pay, I believe you have to pay per maybe additional 100 or whatever. Because I was looking into it earlier for someone who was asking. So you can't just have an, an endless room, which is why I said if Paper Mag is doing it and they've done this before, they would have already been paying to maybe have up to 1,000 people in their room. So I don't know. We'll have to see what tiers we would be at to see how many people could come. And then if we're stuck at just a hundred, first come first serve RSVP, which isn't a lot for, I feel like some of our followers, but you know, if we can do more than 100, we'll figure it out. But we're definitely going to be doing something extravagant and ridiculous because we should. And we did get some ideas from killing you. You know, you can watch someone like take an L, but then you're like, I think I know how to do this better. That's what happened. That's right. what happened. Right. Oh, and I guess we should mention that Jodie Comer popped into the Chillin' Eve thing, but they said that she was joining in like Zoom stuff, but I know that that was a pre-recorded video message that was played through. Oh, uh, well, I, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, it was too much natural light and there's no way. Oh, did someone say, was, yeah. were people saying there's too much natural light? But I was just saying there was no pause. When you were having a conversation with someone or you're expecting that someone could hear you reply back, you naturally pause for sound. She was just delivering it like it was a blurb. So I would say recorded earlier that day. And the way they were just like chilling, I just don't feel like they would have had Jodie Comer at 3 a.m. Just right right there while they were just like, "Ah, who's at? You know, no, I think she pre-recorded that and yay for the fans. But um, no, I don't think she was actually in the room. And if someone has that screenshot, hey, then I'm <laughs> fucking wrong and I will be wrong. But it, but it just like, seemed right. like it was just a pre-recorded thing that you can just do in with Wirecast or one of these other apps that just like 
you know, like a news station. You just push the content to the stream. Well, this episode was definitely something. It was a doozy. Are you from Pinna? Season three, episode five. I mean, uh, there's, it's a beginning at the beginning, uh, obviously, is going to be the only way that we could really go with an episode that was stacked the way this one was. Uh, I, I want to use the term loaded because there's so much, uh, it almost seems like there's so much that they want us to just kind of get and understand without telling us, which is but sort of But sometimes you have to tell. Sometimes you have to tell. Well, it, it, it will tell. It would help those who cannot follow especially if they are watching the previously or they're looking well, at your I'm saying, they're out here retconning whole concepts and so some things have to be explained with exposition especially if you're going to go against or contradict exposition from previous series right. i'm just trying to figure out how villanelle had all of those outfits in that little bitty book bag that was not teeming with clothes popping out the edge how did she have her bomber jacket three pairs of shoes like <laughs> what I just, I mean, all her money. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I know can't pack have ATM like that. Pad. Right. Gosh. Was, was there a roll luggage that we just all missed? And or? we know the bitch in a crisis because she left in the freaking tracksuit, that '80s tracksuit. Which girl, <laughs> if there has ever been a sign that you are in an emotional crisis, it is the fashion in which you left <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Wow. Oh, um, we saw lots of things. We saw the dung flying. We did see the dung flying. We I It looked like a flat frisbee of dung. And I had to ask myself, how did this sport evolve? I how just, do you decide that flat dung cakes is what you fling versus a stone versus a stick? An orange. Why? Why the flat dung? And when you throw it, does it break into pieces? That's well, what I asked you when we were watching. Right. And I, I was, was like, like, then the particles don't fry right. out? Yes, like you... I have allergies. I can't. All of the people in Pena with their beards out. Aerialized dung? Right. No, thank you, sir. No. <laughs> Three different types of feces found in the beard of the man from Pena. Please. Oh! <laughs> Damn it. I mean, beards we wonder are how not. things happen. <laughs> and then we see oh. it in the front of our face and it's like, oh. Oh. That's, oh. Yeah. That's how that goes Fucking gosheries. Uh, we saw like a harvest festival. We saw, we saw the Elton John look from the preview from the beginning of the se- series. Not as extra as I thought it would be for how they played up the images in the beginning of the season, but right, it was just sort of they made it seem like it would be a really important scene, and I don't know that it was. It was just a look, I guess. Yeah, I would say it was a look. It was just I a agree. look yeah. in the boys' room, and we got that scene where we kept seeing that still of the three women in pink, and they were dancing. We were like, who are they? What are they doing? Right. There was one point in time that we thought, is that Villanelle? Yeah, <laughs> but Villanelle doesn't have any rhythm. Well, yeah. So, no, said. that wasn't her. That was her precocious sister-in-law, sister-girlfriend-in-law, right. right, whatever. But she's yeah. a great shot. So I was kind of like, Miss Andre, even though she was a dick, I was like, but she can shoot real well. Right. She Maybe was, she's a plant. But like, she was half texting. and get to was like, bam, that. bam. And then the target she did miss... She hit the, it was on the bull. It was intentional. It was intentional. It was intentional. I like, I said, Villanelle, how could you not find a way to bond with this? This is reminding me of Game of Thrones final season where Villanelle could see a bitch who is that much of a sharpshooter and isn't mildly intrigued. Like who taught you how to shoot? I thought we were going to get a line like that. Nothing. Nope. They just show her shooting the bullseye. That's it. And then shooting the, the cow in the head and that's it. And that's okay. We're moving on. But I just wanted to say I enjoyed that aspect of it we can just 
lightly mused that she was texting somebody in the truck going, yeah, she here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I yeah, like she, that. This, that's what she doing. She here. She's she flinging dong. That's what she doing. She over there. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's time to get back into this one more again. Uh, to yeah. so, try and figure out what to go on. We'll get this up from the top. This episode. We'll try to guide you through as best we can from the <laughs> beginning to the end. Hunt it in like that. It did end pretty fucked. <laughs> did end pretty fucked for Villanelle. Mm. All right, so let's do that and we will be right back. All right. Close my Are you from Pinna? Are you from Pinna? That's One more time. What a ridiculous episode. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's, yes. it's a lot. And, Gosh. Uh, it's. It's. I feel like I have evolving feelings because every time we watch the episode, my feelings evolve into new stages of things and my muses evolve. And so I just don't know where I'm going to be. So I'm just going to do my best with you to stay on track and just recap this episode and not get into my many, many muses about what the fuck right has happened right in this episode all right so if we're starting from up top we get uh the title card that reads uh mother russia um we see villanelle she's walking down um she has her music on and she's heading down a road and behind her there's this truck with logs on it i'm going final destination get out of the way there's no way this ends well yo <laughs> everyone who's seen final destination 2 sees the motherfucking logs on a truck and is like i'm nope. gonna die you're I'm gonna die doing that. someone's nope. gonna die <laughs> i will reduce my speed as much as possible i need to be nowhere near this truck something you know what's interesting uh just to because it just occurred to me just to say it before it leaves my brain at this 5 a.m. time is that I I do like bookends and I do love symmetry, as you well know. And so one bit of symmetry that's just occurred to me is the beginning and the end of this episode, the bookend of Villanelle's attitude, that in this first scene, she is, might as well say, delusional. She is so preoccupied with what she thinks is going to be this experience or what she's expecting. And she's in these headphones. She's in this jolly attitude that she doesn't even realize she's about to get dead by the truck with logs. And when you contrast that with the end of the episode, she is literally walking in a rage of reality, which is whatever you maybe thought you were going to do by killing your mom. Like maybe you thought you were going to find your Zen in that moment. It looks like you did the opposite of finding the Zen and you found the mania. But yes, let's carry on. Oh, yes. So we see her. She makes her turn. It's like, we don't know if she's following directions or if maybe it's instinctual. We, we are, we are not told offhand, but she barrels down this road. She turns off. Oh, good point. We do not know if she had a Google Maps or right. just was, was her headphones following her nose. And her, and her <laughs> music was like, turn right. Like, we don't, we don't know what was happening. We're, we're, we're not given that uh, cue. Uh, but when she browsed down and they do another cut, we hear, of course, the dog barking and cows mooing. And my head, I went, oh, shabby little farm. Shabby. Oh, I, I was like, shabby little shib, Dan. <laughs> That's what it made me That's think, what made of, you think off, of. Mm. Uh, off the rip. 
And um, as she approaches this uh, estate, this property, and she heads on in. And the first thing that catches her eye is the walls. And she's looking at all these portraits. Some of just uh, this woman by herself. Well, we can assume at this point. Yeah, it's the mom. Even though I was, I wasn't too sure. I was like, are these different women? No, they were. <laughs> I was the like, same it's the same woman. The same woman. Just youth and um, yeah. older. And then there was, of course, pictures of her with her plus one, which was, I guess, the husband. Again, these are people I do not know. And so um, she finishes looking at the images. She feels like there's something off or missing. At least that's how her face looked. And she takes a peek over. Uh, there's a Maybe herself. On. She's like, bitch, where am I? Right. And they're See, like, now nowhere. That's a question. Nowhere. Not on this wall. In the back of the book, evidently. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, poor Bella now. Lord. Uh, she snoops into the kitchen and she starts looking at a few things. She lifts up the pot to get a whiff of the vapors. She sees the right, She's like, who's making food? Because we know Villanelle loves to eat. She was loves. probably hungry from that trek from the train station. Uh, in the basket, there was there was yarn that she was looking at. She was like, hmm, interesting. Lots of vintage She opens shit. up the fridge and she's like, what's in here? What's going on? What's good? And right as soon as the uh, fridge door closes, she gets interrogated by her very first uh co-star and uh, this one is um i want to say borka i'm not gonna be able to say these names best of luck to you <laughs> sir as i told you i'm not gonna be able I, to say these names i think it's borka right you know what i'm just gonna, i'm about to be like b right, p the, the and little f. one right, right. Exactly. the little one the one with the bangs and right. the one with the right incel energy right. and the, i say incel energy because anyone no, who right. thinks Do they bro. could just get uh-huh. quote-unquote sluts but doesn't right. get anyone right wow so, um, so her, her baby, youngest baby boy, star, right, B, right. <laughs> he's like, um, hmm, who are you? And she's like, who are you? I'd be like, bitch, you're in my house. <laughs> who are you? I asked first. Um, uh, she asks him if he speaks English. She's like, yeah, of course. Elton John speaks English. Are you from Pinna? And he starts reading off. That's where the series episodes came from. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, that's, I guess the kid is weird. Right. Because I just, I mean, a stranger's in your home. And because she's speaking English and your native tongue is Russian and you're just like, oh, so you, you're English like Elton John. And I'm just like, but yeah. don't you hear the accent, little man? Don't you hear? <laughs> They're like, what was his name? Borkov? Brokov? Bork. Oh, Borka. shit. Just, Borka. just little one. Borka. He's not the brightest tool in the shed, I'm afraid. Sadly. Him's not. And then um, interrupting the two of them is the... Half brothers, girlfriend. Foida, Foida. Again, <laughs> you're Foyde. better than me because I can't do it. Which is not but, but saying she's much. Engrossed in this phone conversation to the point where she can walk, cut through, and not even notice that. Yeah, I think that's Foida's or Fidas. Foy- oh, that's bad. I know how it was spelled, but I don't really know how they were pronouncing it because I just feel like it kept flipping and switching at different <laughs> times. But she does come in. Doesn't yeah. even notice <laughs> a piece of Villanelle. No, doesn't care. All. And then she gives like the shh. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me. Don't right. look at me. And I, I know she was giving off bitchy vibes the rest of the episode, but I still was like, Miss Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's over here flabbergasted that no one is saying anything to her. As she's, he should be. And she's over here looking like, hmm, like whatever. And it's not until, um, oh, that I was about to say, the insult comes in. 
Foydor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's a mess. It's a, and honestly, and if someone is listening to this, whose name is what this character's name was, apologies, because I right. will definitely not be saying it the same way twice. I don't know how. I don't know if it's if it's possible. I am so sorry ahead of time. But he does come in. Right. He comes in. He's like, who are you? Who and is? she responds in English. Who, who are you? Who and, are the, you? and the young one's like, no, you have to speak to her in English. And then he's like, wait, are you? Are you from? Did they Airbnb my room? And- <laughs> <laughs> you know what my first thought was. You know what my first thought was. Who the fuck Airbnb to that place? Who the fuck goes on Airbnb to pay ten dollars for that room a night? I'm rude, but at the same time, am I telling a lie? We saw what this town looked like. We saw. So I just don't feel like the prices. I mean, if somebody <laughs> was looking to get away from city life, you know, they gave away fans. And they were throwing cow dung. I just don't really yeah. feel like <laughs> they you're weren't throwing a discus. You're in town for the festival. Like... They said fuck a shot put when we got cow dung. So I just <laughs> oh lord no <laughs> because you can't be ski ski shooting um, <laughs> cow dung. I ain't got time. How about you said ski ski ski? I mean that's what it's called, right? It's ski shoot when they like pull and they're like and they go bow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But the shorty right. comes in. She's like, "Oh, this one of your sluts. <laughs> this one of your house." And he's like, "Wow, I wish." I wish. She was like, hmm, "Y'all are perfect for each other." I was like, "All right, Jody. All right. All right. All right. We got it. You're good with the timing. Get it. Funny." And then Paul comes in. He's over here like, "Who are you?" Everybody keeps saying, "Who are you?" And she said, um, "Ask, Lord." I'm not gonna be able to do this name. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which name are we trying to do? Uh, the full-blooded sibling. Oh, um, fuck. I feel like I wrote it one time. Point, point. No, that's not right. Um, <laughs> um, um, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to get the name. But Poita, Poita. Yeah. Wait, it's. I think it's spelled P Y O T R. Right, P- which is Puta, probably Puta, a version of Puta, Peter. Peter. Right, who knows? <laughs> and, this is a hot mess. You guys, it's 5 a.m. It's bad, right. it's bad, it's and bad. And then he comes uh, galloping in and he's like, oh, someone asking about me. Now, this boy from the previews and last week, someone was like, oh, he's got that... Um, he's that. He's got that kind of pleasant face that sort of reminded people of Kenny when he was around. I was like, wouldn't it be cute if it was Kenny in disguise? And I'm looking and I'm like... I see the darling. I don't see, uh, I don't see Sean Delaney. In his Any face. of the rest, <laughs> right? But I mean, I get what you mean by he's like got that weird, not weird, but it's sort of harmless energy to him, and I get that vibe. So I, for that, I can see why you're like, oh, this could be someone that I could take comfort in being comfortable around that they exist. But I'm glad you were able to see a connection because it just to me felt like an elastigirl reach i was like kenny i wanted to be with that reach because i just would like to see sean delaney's face contributing to the show one last again but um i got none of that from that scene so i'm glad you were able to just gleam a piece of it together because i was fully lost in the sauce and of course when he comes out and he's like oh you guys talked about me notices oh <laughs> oh i was trying to Peter. nope Por- <laughs> nope <laughs> nope Por- Por- Tell Porto. Kim Boltnia to do it. I Porto. can't do it. All right, but, so uh, Porto <laughs> is what Google told me for that name, by the way. But I'm going to go with um, Papi Chulo with the bangs because that's easier for me. That's easier for me. Papi Chulo mm. with the bangs. So that's how you can now refer to full blood brother. Okay. Okay. 
Papi Chula with so the bangs. So when Papi Chula with the bangs, yes, uh, decided <laughs> uh, to come in because he th- he heard the same. He's like, "Oh, you guys are talking about me or whatever." He makes he locks eyes with his sister. And he's like, <gasps> "That's when I knew I was like, okay, so her family's real because this is recognition, and I don't think Constantine has enough money to pay actors. You look just like Grandma. We're good. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, here's the here's the thing. There's a moment they're having it. This is good." Maybe this, she'll be able to start getting, I don't know, the pieces that she was lost. Well, he looks losing. relieved. And what was interesting but also upsetting is that they indicate that um, Papi Chula with the bangs is younger than Villanelle. But they don't tell us by how much. Because right. evidently he cannot remember his father, but Villanelle can. And so I'm just, so it's his big sister. And yeah. so it makes sense that he would have a certain, like, that his big sisters returned because, of course, I kind of wish we had some additional moments with them. But yeah, um, we get a cut after they embrace in there. Um... Well, there's like a sound that we hear in the house, and then we cut, I believe, to the boy, the little boy, yes. saying that the mom is home, and Villanelle has a full-on freakout. Oh, we get session. that. We get that, but there's a cut with Villanelle in the room with the boy. Yeah. There's a couple of Villanelle in the room with the boy, and he's basically going over uh, his fascination because his fascination is Elton John. I was trying to piece it all together. I'm like, this old boy, Elton John, why? They and I guess when it. I was looking for them to lean into a queer little <laughs> boy, yeah, no, since they've been happen. throwing queers all over the place, I was like, this is a perfect way to do it. Like, what is it about Elton John? And I was looking for them to answer that question. And we just saw in the BTS that Suzanne was like, I don't know what it is, Elton John. I was like, really? That's that's the amount of... That's okay, cool. So I was a little disappointed that there was not more depth to the child who loved Elton John. Something about his personality, something about his interest beyond just this arbitrary fixation on a random British singer. And he was getting his... um life asking Villanelle all the different things that Elton John could have been eating as he's been going on wow. all these tour stops. Wow, wow, He's like, wow, you've been to you've every been to city all these that Elton's going on tour around. Oh my God. And then she, <laughs> he's like, oh, I wish I could go on a tour to see Elton John. She's like, you could. 50K rubles and I'm saving the money for it, but I don't know if I'll make the money in time. You don't even got half a ruble. <laughs> you don't even got half a ruble. And then, yeah, so we hear the sound outside and Villanelle's like, well, what was that? And she's like, oh, it's mom. Oh, yeah, mom's home. And yeah, and she, Vill- Villanelle immediately starts, freaks out. Right. She has what can only be described as a panic attack because the her breathing becomes off. erratic. The wig she decides to She decides that she needs to escape. And that is panic attack-like. It's not fun. I'm sure anyone who's listening to this who's had a panic attack knows that it is the worst. And usually you're just trying to quickly, quickly get out of whatever has put you into that space. Um, I know in the Jumbo Jack Crack podcast I've talked about a little bit, but yeah, that's it. I What was most interesting about this scene to me is that a panic attack is about uncontrolled physical and emotional reactions that ultimately are right in the pool of fear. So for myself, I can only relate how I've experienced it and then also look at Villanelle, which is to say that my biggest comparison outside of like a car accident, where after a really bad car accident, you're like, I'm about to die. You don't die. That accelerating in cars stressed me out for like a full five years. And still, I just I don't like it. Like I'm hyper aware in a way that I just didn't exist prior to this really bad car accident. And then, of course, 9-11. And for me, that's such a big point that I come back to because I really felt like 
I understood myself. And yeah, I was still like an adolescent, but I still feel like I understood parts of myself and how I would react. And that situation was like, oh, look, bitch, we about to change how you react to all kinds of things, to sounds, to stimuli. It's just, it's not under your control. And what do we know about Villanelle this entire time we were watching the show is that the bitch doesn't get scared. That's what everyone says. That's what she says. She doesn't get scared. She says out loud. And what the fuck just happened? Her mother came home right. and suddenly she was so immediately in distress she needed to escape the house it's like right. she was she was on her eve palastri suddenly second guessing her whole decision to come to russia and see this bitch right she was not prepared she should have came with her girlfriend at least she would have had some moral support but no instead she just left in mania and i'm really concerned <laughs> but what, what's gonna be happening with villain so ultimately the doors that she tried they were not budging she was she, but I'm they were sure. locked. That's who locked the door. <laughs> I was like, girl, you break into all kinds of places. You don't know how to get out, assassin. It, it looked, things looked bleak. <laughs> things looked bleak. She was like, the walls, the walls are closing in. <laughs> I can't see. And uh, so the door opens, and all the way from the door, the groceries drop out of her hands, and she's like, Oksana. And she, uh, at this point, she has to cycle in her mind how she needs to play this scene because everybody is there and they are looking at the two of them and her thoughts are, you know, to come crying to her daughter. Like, she's so happy that she's alive. But me watching how Villanelle's reacted to it because she, right, it was not a 90-10 embrace. It wasn't, I'm giving, doing 90% of the effort, you do the 10 well, and I, just it wrap looks your completely arms around awkward. me. Right. I would say that that's Villanelle being hugged by someone who didn't hug her often. Uh, Villanelle is not a person who receives or gives hugs. And so I would just say she's altogether awkward giving affection or receiving affection in a real way that's not just sexual. It's how she tries to quantify it, even with um, season one where she's like, oh, Constantine, how come you've never tried to sleep with me? Because that's the easiest way that she can understand affection, sex, but like she needs to realize the nuances and the colors in there. Agreed. And it seems like she is struggling big time with that. I mean, the only thing we could really compare it to is uh, the end of a... Uh... Well, not still got it, but the end of, I want to say episode three, Being Sub Biscuits. I don't know what you're talking when, about. When um, Carolyn comes home after being almost shot and Geraldine comes Well, you in. can't compare it to that because they have a history that spans decades. But Carolyn, in that moment, that's why I said when we were watching live, she eventually puts a hand and does like a pat, oh, an yeah, awkward pat. Oh, she does do it there. Yes, yeah. so she does. She does in her way, her very stiff and rigid way to try to give Geraldine, some reassurance as her mother. There's zero of that from Villanelle. The entire time, she looks awkward. She looks uncomfortable. She looks confused. She looks like she doesn't get it. And you're like, wow, this is a complicated relationship. And so I think after that, we, we cut to commercial. Right, we do. And when we come back, her mom and her are talking and says she was told that she died in a fire. Right, and the orphanage. I guess it was a And the orphanage said she orphanage. set the fire. I said... <laughs> So they said you died in a fire and that you said it your damn self. They said she's a pyro and disturbed. And she's dead, miss. We don't know what's last name. So right, I was about right. to say, <laughs> we didn't learn it this episode. Right. Not a single person said it. Tatiana, I got only from closed caption because nobody called her by name. And I mean, the only person who could have called her by name would have been her husband. But he didn't call her. So I thought somebody said Tatiana, but I don't know. I'm I mean, sure it might come have happened. I does. definitely read it. So, um... So, yeah, I guess, you know, that feeds into, I guess, why she wouldn't investigate or ask questions about what happened at the orphanage since she was. <laughs> I like that stuff. I have to suspend my 
disbelief because if Constantine was able in fucking two days, it seems like to get her fucking family, the whole shit, the whole shit, because they apparently were living in a new place than where they were. Villanelle, stalker of Eve Palastri, finder of her in her fucking dirty ass fucking flat. She can't find her, her family who was definitely not hiding. They're just out there living life in a town. No problems, no fears, no anything. And so I just, that's where they are requiring me to suspend my disbelief. True. Very true. And isn't she looking at uh, photos eventually with Poito? Listen. um, (laughs) I know. Poppy Chula Chula with with the bangs. bangs. Poppy Chula with the bangs. Uh, Fish is out of a photo album that he said was like somewhere tucked away, hidden. I don't know if it was hidden. It's a photo album. And there's pictures in there. Amongst those pictures are pictures of Villanelle and her daddy. In the back. And Poppy Chula <laughs> with the bangs. And Villanelle actually eventually asked why her mom didn't leave Poppy Chula with the bangs instead of her at the orphanage. And it's like she's looking for some sort of deliberate reason outside of, uh, because her mom is not being all together. The sort of vibe I was getting at this part is that her and her mom know exactly what the deal is, but no one's saying it aloud. Right. So we're dancing around this bullshit. Like, we don't really know, but we know. And um, I think she adds that, like, why didn't you leave Papi Chulo? Because he cried the most. He cried all the time. What the fuck? And I believe her mom says something like, well, I thought I would be coming back in a month and i was like you lying asshole i, I definitely don't think that people drop their children off at orphanages, at orphanages for a month back, right. just for a trial period and as poppy chulo has that book with the old pics and the baby pics villanelle looks at her head and realizes that constantine like, was oh, being honest wow, it is bulbous like, as fuck <laughs> damn I, I, did i tip over a lot mom because wow mom's like you were a beautiful baby everyone would stop and ask me and say oh you were so beautiful right she's like, like your head, head was big <laughs> that's what she's like she's like your head was big but you were beautiful and i was like well this promising conversation is not going to last and she eventually shows them a pic of them dressing up and stuff and said that they used to love to do it and then she would make costumes out of old curtains and i'm like oh like maria in the oh. sound of music when the dog bites and the bee stings and I'm feeling sad. I was actually shocked that no one made the Sound of Music reference because I'm like, right. uh, isn't that the most famous movie in the world where the caretaker, she makes play clothes out of curtains. No, 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 no. This We're just going to leave and this no here. One, we're just going to no leave it. And you guys are fucking British. And we're just going to leave it. Julie Andrews is one of yours, but we're just going to leave it. Okay, cool. So, you know, that was me screaming to right. no one at that and scene. She was like, oh, it looks so weird here. And- here comes uh, Papa Chulo. Oh, that, that's me. <laughs> right. Oh, He's that, like, girl, you don't even recognize your damn self. But then she notices that uh, the pics of her dad are, are not around. And she's like, well, where's where's the dad photos? Where I don't, where are they? Her mom was like, bitch, misandry, they gone. And you know why they gone? Because of you. <laughs> you did this. She, she said, would you like some tea? I think it was Kopfeska. Yeah, what she's like, I'm going to go and make it. Here comes Poppy Chula with the bangs going. You know, she gets sad every time someone brings up that. She just always changes the subject. And I'm like, well. Makes sense. In a certain kind of way. And then Poppy Chulo draws her attention back to a picture of her punching his face. Yeah. And she says it was a good punch. And after that, we cut to the family playing a card game. I don't know what card game this is. I can't tell you guys. Kill the cards. Murder the queen i don't know because i just know there was murder in the game right there was because that was how it started the scene oh are we being cheeky with this statement and there's double statements here double meanings and then you're like oh, okay it's a card game they're not really talking about villanelle being a killer i don't know what that is i said win loser murder but i don't think that's a real game 
Yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't know what it is. All we know if is it's that, not um, spades. The incel was like, um, I know a murderer when I see a murderer. And she's and we were like, Ooh, she's the killer. Like she's the killer. And That's probably a dead giveaway to the game. But since I don't play these types of games, Minano. Right. So they were just like, well, all right, I'll reveal yourself. Are you the killer? She turns over a card. It's like the three of hearts or whatever. And then they were like, oh, it's not. And then it was like, well, we need to figure out who the killer was. And I guess they all gave up because they couldn't figure it out. And here comes Mama. And then um, the baby. But like, you can't you can't erase the fact that they turned this into some fucking Russian family stone. And I oh, they did. honestly this I should have expected this because of one of those articles we read about Suzanne preferring to write like family dynamics and things of that nature, which is probably why she was like this episode. This is mine because it's about the family dynamic. But I feel like that's what they were trying to do. Set up this sort of comedic give and take of like this family unit. I mean, I could see that they have a, a tr- I don't want to say really a trust for each other, but that they do have this bond. I mean, even Who to the point bond? where, well, Who? the whole, oh, the family. playing the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even to the point where they were picking on uh, Papachula with the bangs because he's like, well, I never win this game. Like he, they're like, oh, because you're so naive. And uh, they start uh, teasing at him for wanting to always sleep in the barn versus the house. Uh, like he a stepchild <laughs> and he's like well I, he likes the barn because that's where he can see the stars at night because there's a hole in, in the roof that is a very and, excellent reason to sleep in a barn and of course he's like mocked a bit by his um, half sibling to the point where I don't want to say they were coming to blows but they did both stand up and the mom of course does this I'm calming everything down because right. I'm mom and it's this my is energy what I do. and she does a toast She's Do like, my dog. girl, my little girl, welcome home, Oksana. And the way she's looking at her, I just was like, mm, this is not going to end well. Right. Never going to end well. And Villanelle's like, well, I never lived here. Okay, so it's not even my home, but whatever. And she takes the shot, but she don't take the shot herself. Right. She throws it out, similar to a scene with Bette Porter in The L Word, for anyone who's familiar, or a lot of people who just throw their shots in films. And that's interesting. I mean, we know that Villanelle chooses often not to compromise herself. That's been a consistent thing, and it's, I'm sure we'll get into it later, and in the musings at how they've decided to just completely change her father being an alcoholic. If they didn't, there was no mention of it, because the way they had Villanelle talking about him it was like he was the perfect daddy. And I was like, when the fuck did this happen perfect daddy oh my goodness so yeah after they take the shot and Villanelle throws hers out we fucking cue some Elton John music which is I believe crocodile rock oh yeah and everyone starts slowly singing and getting up and dancing really badly without rhythm I guess that part is indeed genetic and perhaps cultural because not everyone was blood related in there but the beat you know how is it Gloria Estefan? The rhythm is gonna get ya. Rhythm is gonna get ya. It's the opposite of that. It is the opposite of the rhythm getting people the, there. The timbre, the rhythm was rather elusive in this household. Completely elusive. <laughs> and uh, this part I actually really liked because, well, I just did. I liked the way it was acted. How Villanelle is just sort of like taken out by this group camaraderie. She's like, I don't really understand like, this it. Is I don't weird. why why is this happening? Weird. But I kind of want to be a part of it. I kind of want to experience it. Okay. And then she gets up and she's tense and she's looking around. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Awkward as fuck. Like she doesn't know what to do. And then she just kind of braces herself for the chorus and lets out the that adorable la. And then they they fucking cut. They went to commercial. And I was like, you bastards. Where is the rest of that scene for me to see what Villanelle was doing to Elton John? I mean, that whole pack of people all being united in a moment. Um, it's good to be able to cultivate memories like that as a 
familiar. And if you are one who does participate in events like that, I mean, good on you. Those are forging memories for the future because the days when you can no longer do them, i.e. quarantine, you could always think back into, man, I can't believe you used to all sing and be silly and run around a kitchen table as one big messy or ridiculous family. So it was a good nod to, you know, take me back to the days when we could be all together, but we can't now. I'm so glad that's what you thought it was. I don't think there were any days like that ever. Oh, well. I think that's part of why Villanelle was so confused by her mother. That's what oh, I'm going to no, go no, with no. is that she just, that dancing, sing along, whatever, especially because Elton John is a new thing, just didn't exist. And so that reality would not have been her reality when she was a child. No, no, no. I, oh, sorry. Yes, I do agree with you. And you're saying that Villanelle does not remember her childhood having anything like that in it yes but i meant more of uh the tug on the viewer watching a scene like that with family together making them think of their own moments of unison i'm sorry sir um there's only one person in my immediate family who has no rhythm despite his lineage and that is my little brother i literally told you before changing careers my stepdad was a musician my mom was a dancer like there's the rhythm is there Oh, right. And uh, side note, there's a, and this is a ransom video that I feel like whenever my little brother does get married to do something, I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to pull it out because <laughs> so he was like, oh yeah, it's coming out. He's like four years old. And it was the first time we all discovered he didn't have no damn rhythm. And it was like, I forget what was playing. It was like a Prince song or something. And he was trying to do his little thing. And literally on camera, you hear my mom and my stepdad like, what's happening? Because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to on the ones and twos, but he's hitting the three and five and you're like, oh no. And so here's my, <laughs> not the yes, three and five. And so here's my mom like, come on, come on. <laughs> and that's all the three and it. five. Terrence, it's all on tape. It's all verified, codified. Everyone is trying. Woo. He is failing. And my mom is literally like, how do you have me, your father? And this is what has happened. And I just want to say, I just want to say that I was helping my brother with a party, his little frat party. Some uh, a couple months ago, back when Nerona was not the Rona, and I seen him on the dance floor, Terrence, with his girlfriend, and um, <sighs> Gosheries. Well, this motherfucker was trying to salsa, but he just looked like he was <laughs> he was tap dancing within a a one inch square box. <laughs> I need to stop. So, group but my brother family, doesn't listen to this podcast, so he's fucking fine. <laughs> so, some group families get to sing along the songs. The Sopranos had "Don't Stop Believing" at the diner where they all sang along, and I'm sure they didn't do that at home every day. But they had the one moment where they did. It was I feel like you moment. probably come from a family of "Don't Stop Believing" in a I restaurant. I mean, a group sing along <laughs> with the family unit is kind of amazing. If you've never done it, I mean, don't try to. No, Fine. Force the event, but it is. Oh, you know good. what I could compare it to? You know what I can compare it to? Actually, dancing is my parents used to have a thing when I was much younger that at the stop sign, stop sign, that's not right. Stop light. Okay, the red light. Okay, okay. extra light, blasting music, get out the car and dance until I like people that. start honking. Yeah, it was a family thing because someone always eventually honks. It's New York. What am I gonna get in your car? But uh, it was a great way to our unwind. Car and what? Wait. Like, wait. It's like, can I hit car? this woe first? Can I hit the woe? Excuse me. <laughs> but because our parents like, always burr, did it, burr, burr. you know, like you feel like you're in, like no one can touch you because you're like, my parents are out here doing with me. So right. I'm, I'm good. See? Right. So that was like a family tradition that we used to do. So it was like a call to unity for people who are watching from home. But Jody, of course, was like, what is this? None of this 
Israel to me. This is all foreign. You guys are pod people. <laughs> where, Literally pod right, people. Where is my real mom? Where is my right? Where's, Where's the my sadism mind? I know so dear? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you get this commercial break. Oh, and I think this right. is we're back to um, Papi Chulo with the bangs, and he's beating up on the couch. Uh, yes, in the barn. In his oh, it was giant, giant warehouse. Giant. It was a man right. shed. I said, "What is I this? Was, How many bodies was, are buried in the back?" Right, Papi Chulo. I was like, with "Is the bangs? this a sawmill? Like this had to be some <laughs> sort of big." Like, place. do you work here? Do you own this? Right. What is going on? I hope he works there. That mm. is my hope. Because if he owns it, did he need the cash? And why can't you help your little bro get to see Elton John? Probably because mom said no. Oh, well, that would. Mm. But that that could also make sense. Because why does why is this young one having dreams of leaving? Just like he once had dreams of being a firefighter. Because no, 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 his no, you... mom makes him feel like shit. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And Elton John probably makes him feel like he can do anything. And that's yes. why he loves Elton John. Yes. So, yes, Villanelle uh, definitely uh, is, I guess she's just investigating the area, snooping around. Who oh, knows? yeah, she interrupts and she's like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> so this is my, like, like yeah, place we know. that is, we, mm-hmm. that I, you know, when I'm, I just beat the thing. What I loved is when you first saw it, you were like, oh, is this is one of those, like, panic rooms. So, like, rooms where you uh Yeah, it's out, not a panic stressed. room. It's where you go and you destroy destruction right. rooms like where you, you pay, pay some money. You take objects or just your fist. They give you, you like goggles, <laughs> protective gear, and they're like, okay, you have. I can what? relate to shit like Be that. I, because I like to smash stuff as a way of just like getting out my physical tension in my body. And because I've done martial arts, actually hitting things is highly therapeutic. So I've got fucking Muay Thai bags in my apartment because I just sometimes, especially in these time, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Half hour on a bag, half hour on a bag. And then you just. <sighs> Bring it down. But uh, Villanelle is like, yeah, so you got some anger management stuff. And I'm like, girl, your whole fucking family right. has anger management right. issues. And Villanelle brings up that he used to want to be a firefighter, which is interesting. And I'm like, oh, look at these little details. And he's like, yeah, until I figured out that I was afraid of heights. Kind of a problem. Vertigo. Ladders. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Poor that's thing. a story. Whatever. Poor th- oh. <laughs> Terrence has no time. Doesn't give a I fuck. Like, I don't believe. Don't they kind of transition eventually to him talking about how she must have had a good life? Uh, because I guess because she got out, I guess. I, that's the only thing that I could think of because but she... But it seems like, didn't she... I didn't I didn't hear this and I... Whatever, I'll have to check it for the snack. But he says something about her becoming a pilot. I don't recall a moment in the show where she says out loud, I'm a pilot. No. That's so that's just off screen that she implies or she's a pilot? something in the book that... Or maybe because of the bomber jacket. Like, I can't. Personally, I can't. But I he doesn't, just, like, Villanelle's <laughs> smart enough to just regurgitate a line for that she read in a book that says she knows how to be a pilot or maybe she faked being a pilot one time so she learned some jargon. But he says that. Flying he literally the is like, zone. oh, he asked if she became a pilot to travel. And so that is assuming that they had some other conversation where she's like, yeah, I'm a pilot now and I travel the world. Uh, well, we missed it. It wasn't a deleted moment. So it sucks for us. Sucks for us. Um, but I remember she was definitely doubling down and getting upset with him with the realization that he really doesn't remember their father. And well, this is after she says that after he just says, I missed you. And instead of acknowledging that emotional real moment, she responds with, so you really don't remember dad. You really, you really don't remember dad. She is hyper fixated on this moment or this issue. And he's like, no, man, I, I really don't. And she's like, well, I remember him. I remember that he was funny and strong and he taught me how to fight. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is where, sir, I knew I was going to pause you because I was like, remember that that jaunty discussion we had two snacks ago where you were talking about Villanelle's a uh-huh. killer. She's not a fighter. She's a killer. 
She's not a fighter. She's a killer. And this is why she could maybe take Yara. I would just like to bring you back to that muse, sir, and just... I have to highlight your gaucheries here because it seems you are fully, fully wrong. And this actually proves my point that Yara could take fully her ass. Wrong. Because they're, they're telling us now that Villanelle's a fighter. This is what they're saying. We've never seen Villanelle fight except to start losing in the beginning and win at the end. Which, actually, that's not the case with Raymond because Eve came and sort of helped out of that. And Julian, yes. But it wasn't the prettiest fight with Julian because she was, was injured. Her. And so I'm just like, since when is Villanelle a fighter? The closest really we've come it. to seeing Villanelle knock a bitch out was one of my favorite kills of Series 2 in the washing. Yes. The car wash. And car. she hit that man. Until he had a hematoma. Right. And I loved it. But I kind of wish, and who knows what will happen. I'm like, if you're going to say stuff like this, Suzanne, if you're going to add stuff like Villanelle's a fighter and not just a killer who was trained by Dasha and Constantine, please show us that aspect of Villanelle that cannot control her anger. Because to me, that's different. Like, that's, that's closer aligned to the bitch we saw in jail. I don't want to be free. What if we're taking it from an incorrect definition standpoint. Fighter, not like trained fighter, but no, more like no. reject. fighter reject. meaning resilient. No. She literally is like, he was strong. He taught me how to fight. I'm going to take that as it's written. There's only so many ways to take those words as they're defined. Strong fight. That is physical strength. That is fighting. But if you wouldn't consider being able to bounce back from negativity a strength. Again, that's not Villanelle. She can't bounce back from negativity. So I don't know why you're even saying that. I'm saying that they are now saying that Villanelle is daddy's little girl. Literally, Beyonce, daddy's little girl. <laughs> with his gun, with his gun. <laughs> Wait, what was it? What is Ra? Father says shoot. Father says shoot. Wait, now I'm trying to think of that. What is rifle? Right, right. Yeah, right. What is that? <laughs> Well, daddy's lessons. It is daddy. It is daddy's lessons. Lord. Oh, my daddy, daddy said shoot. Right. Oh, my daddy said shoot. With his right hand on his rifle, he it's swore it on, on the, the Bible. Bible. My daddy said shoot. My daddy said shoot. So this is this is Philadelphia. We have gone from series one. He's an alcoholic. He's abandoned you. No one gives a fuck. Two. My daddy said shoot. Right. So I just. I, I'm willing to accept fighting Villanelle. I'll take it with all the new details they're just starting to give me. I'm just saying make it true in the future. That's all. Give right. her an actual an actual physical fight. That would probably require some some practice on Jody's end in terms of like choreography. But if I could just get something like that before the series is done, like a real, like a good atomic blonde Charlize fight. And if it can be between Helene and now, now, I know I'm asking too much. I know I'm asking too much. I just don't know why it's too much. I just need to let you guys know that it's something I would want. I do not think I'm going to get it. <laughs> but if I could get hand-to-hand combat with Helene Villanelle, I just, with Eve, like, sitting in the back, watching for a second before she joins in. Anyway. <laughs> Where are my fanfics, y'all? <laughs> and as you know, as she's going over and gushing over, it's really not a gush, but it's just more of her just being... In a zen, just speaking highly of her father, who is not in this picture. Uh, one of the last things she tells, uh, you know, uh, Poppy, uh, what is it? Baby Chula with the... Poppy Chula with Poppy the bangs, Chula with the bangs. man. Uh, one of the last things she says is, much better than her. And here he comes to the defense of his mom saying, you know... I believe it's something like, or she says he was much better. And Poppy Chula's like, then what? 
And she's like, well, he was much better than her because she was different. She was mean. And he comes back at her with, you well, you were mean. mean. You you were mean. And she's like, that's not the point of what that's I'm saying. That's ultimately not the point, especially since there's an age difference. There's a power dynamic. It's the same thing with Anna. You can't like say, oh, no, you both seduce each other. No, it doesn't work like that. One of you knew what you were doing. And one of you didn't. One of you were taking advantage of a minor and one of you weren't. So if you are a parent, regardless of your depression, if you want to say that your child was mean and that's why you gave her up or threw her in an orphanage. First of all, you need to act like children of the corn is real. Okay. I, I need, need to act to. like. Right. Apparently. So <laughs> according, according to, uh, to Tatiana, corn, right. to Tatiana uh -huh. Villanelle was a child of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to ask Tatiana, she's like, I had the demon child, the devil child. Right. What's that? What was what's it, that thing? Any Christ? No, Damien? Wait. Right, Damien? Um, Annabelle? Any uh, any demon? Baby, any demon thing? All the all rolled up into one right. was Villanelle. According to Tatiana, that is what was happening with her child. I didn't notice that it was a religious household. I mean, I didn't see anything of the of the sort to tell me it was religious. Well, you should know that religion is mostly coincidental people uh, choose to disregard the morality when it is convenient for them oh, yeah. and i actually think there are very few people on the planet who are truly 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 committed to their religion like say a monk anyways um i believe uh, towards the end of that conversation poppy chulo is like listen i beat the shit out of the, out of the sofa so i don't beat the crap out of people I beat the crap out of the sofa so i don't beat the crap out of people it's how i try to stay out of jail and villanelle being the worst influence ever is like you should just Beat the crap out of the people. Right. Feels better. Right? Feels better. And then he brings up a very interesting point where he's like, um, so what did they tell you? And I was like, well, what's he getting at? He was like, well, yeah, we thought you were dead. What did, what did they tell you about us? How did, how did we die? And she thinks about it for a second and she says, car crash. And I'm like, oh, so everybody's just making a profession or it, they're just making it their business to ensure that people, regardless of their connections or authority or influence or power, have a story that they should stick to about a sequence of events that don't line up with one another. Like, I, I don't just... understand. I said, how do, how we got family <laughs> and things burning and dying and car crashing and different. Doesn't anyone check the receipts? Like, what's about the news? Doesn't anyone check the receipts? Right. Are there new stories? Is there an obituary? Like, what? Does the 12 even bother with that shit? Whatever. Let's just move on, sir, because I'm going to just get, I'm going to pop a blood vessel again when I think about these details. They cut, um... Food interlude. Yeah, yeah. Food interlude is right. A lot there, of fucking food. There's lots empty, of food. And, and it's empty, only two Empty place, them. right. Yeah, empty place. There's <laughs> two older, uh... But that's Villanelle's appetite, right. so... Two older ladies, they're decorating, and they, uh, her brother's explaining that there's a Harvest Festival that's going to be happening, and that she'll have a great time. She needs to stay. He's, she's like, don't, don't promise. You can't promise. Don't promise things, ultimately. Uh, she, I want to say she also uh, calls him out on um, why he's still, like, around. Like, why is he not? I want to say almost why is he not Well, he says that he, he says that he's staying for his mom. In terms of like staying in this shitty town, and Villanelle's like, "Don't stay for this right. bitch." She's not with it at all. Like, no, she's you know she's using you. Don't stay for her. Don't care for her. She is not a caring person. You can't see the truth, Papi Chulo. I was like, I, I mean, I don't know how you plan on growing, but then staying with your mom also. You can't do both because, she, I guess Villanelle was clocking her as the kind of woman who would stunt the growth of someone versus you know like there's the mom that wants you that to seems succeed mature. That seems and mature. like they want to push you out the nest so that you can fly and see how far you can get on your own uh, uh, so apparently this is the mom that's 
you're not good enough to try to go and fly. So you just stay over here and you just be in this. See, I don't know. Thing. I don't get the vibes that she is a that she is a clingy mother, that she's like, stay with me, sons, to the point where maybe we're getting into fucking Norma Bates territory. No, I don't. I can't say that I agree with that. She didn't give me any of those motherly vibes. So I cannot agree. I think it's more so it goes back to what her husband said later on that. Oh, she cries every night. Oh, she does these things. And so I believe that that aspect of her is real, whether or not it's connected to Villanelle or the loss Villanelle caused, I do believe she has a great sadness. And mm. so if you are a caring, empathetic child who cares for your parent, chances are you will stay to try and help them no matter what other people say you should do. Right. I mean, Randomly, yesterday I was talking about The Haunting, and in that movie, Eleanor stays to take care of her mother for years to the detriment of her psyche, her emotions, her relationship, Lord. or everything. Because, no, but the point is, it's for her mother. And so at the very least, the foil set up between... Villanelle and Papi Chulo is that he is capable of exceeding empathy. She is not because he can feel for his mother. Obviously, if the mother said shitty things, the little child, if the mother said shitty things to Villanelle, the mother said shitty things to him. But he still has the capacity that some people retain to have kindness and space for his mother. So that's very different between him and Villanelle. She's saying she's a piece of shit. Leave her alone. And he's like, but I can't. She's my mother and I love her. So, I mean, massive fundamental difference between the two. Yeah, 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 definitely. That is a way to look at that. I appreciate that. He eventually uh, tries to brag to the two people in, a, in the establishment. <laughs> this is my sister. It's my sister. Right. And they're like, we don't care. Nobody cares. No he one here over. cares. Congratulations. You know how many sisters her. people got? A I lot. Had a moment. <laughs> and then uh, he speaks to um, the cook. And he's like, look, you know it's my sister here. You see her? And she's like, yeah. Yes, here. And then, um, are you entering the uh, contest again this year in the uh, Harvest Festival? Yes, of course I am. And you've um, won this for how many times? She said 19 years. So whatever this is that she's making. The Poroshki. The, the Poroshki. <laughs> That's what it was. She won 19 years in a row. His little brother was trying to make an appearance in the competition to try to see Elton John. She and said, that bitch was like, I don't I, care. She's like, I'm shaking <laughs> in my boots. Miss Andre. Again, I can't be mad at her. She was like, I'm sorry. This excellence will continue for another year. And then he's like, well, but I'm going to help him. So you should. And she was like, but you can't cook. So again, misandry, because obviously the boy failed. He failed. Didn't even like he got second place in that thing. So sorry, Papi Chulo with the bangs, but you missed out. And then she uh, noticed his his confidence has not shaken. She's like, are you also like him like an asshole or whatever she's like and weird and she said i'm weirder and she's like oh man whatever of course she minds she goes about her business she's like you know this is it's cute i guess she waves them off she was like it's not even cute i'm gonna just go because (laughs) right your family's weird and cut well no no no. Uh, because you missed the line of him asking her why she came and she says because she had the hiccups and then he crosses the table at that moment to put okay. her head on her shoulder. And Villanelle's like, what yo, what do? the fuck are you doing? And he's like, having, having a moment. moment. 